The Bonfires of Social Enterprise with Detroit-based Rami Gingrass of Gingrass Global. It really is almost a pent-up demand for it, which is so exciting. Students at the University of Michigan are very interested in social enterprise and are either working for or interning at businesses that focus on social impact. I had a chance to spend some time with Katherine Johnson in Ann Arbor. She's the assistant director of the University of Michigan's Center for Social Impact, which is housed inside the Ross School of Business. Catherine plays a pivotal role in organizing social enterprise fellowships and other programs for students. It's sort of a a two-part position. One is around our social entrepreneurship and social innovation programming, and the other is external relations and communications. You know, a lot of what I work on is thinking about how to support both social entrepreneurship here on campus, but also social entrepreneurship in the community at large um, and in both local, regional, and to some degree state level. Prior to joining the team here, um, I did come from the field around me in Portland, Oregon, most recently. And my role uh, was with a nonprofit organization called New Avenues for Youth, working with homeless and at-risk youth And I oversaw a portfolio of businesses that provide job training, um, employment, and skills training. Catherine is a Michigan graduate who also received her MBA from the Ross School of Business and a master's in social work. Your background, you know, you actually had both social and entrepreneurship training in almost every role. You know, a lot of people are entering the field of social enterprise either from they've been in business and now are adding a social or they've been primarily social, pure social, and are adding an enterprise element. All of your background has had this dual role, even when you explained that role of the financial controls and the business side and the social. It's interesting that you were creating social entrepreneurship roles even in your training. That was definitely part of part of my, my goal, I think, um, with yeah. my career was to be able to... Um, use both those skill sets and be able to make an impact through both of the those lenses, I guess, yeah. if you will. That duality is sometimes conflicting, and I feel like it's magical when it comes together in the right way and tragic when you take the worst of both worlds. <laughs> That's so true. It's, it's, I mean, it's absolutely true, and it's, um, it's a fine line that you're walking, I think, to find that balance and, mm-hmm. you know, to find true north when you're when you have one foot in each space. Right. Um, but that is where the magic is when you can manage to do that. Yeah, um, absolutely. So all of that along the way, I can hear the points of passion, though. You started to it becomes an identity after a while. It's it's slightly addictive, isn't it? Once you yes. start to get the <laughs> You just just want more. more. As you listen to more of my dialogue with Catherine, I hope you pick up on the idea that graduate students who are involved in different academic disciplines are engaging with the Center for Social Impact at the University of Michigan. You guys did a lot of pre-work. You were actually working before you had your grand opening because I saw some of your output in the form of businesses, social entrepreneurs that had come out of the program before you even launched. Yeah, definitely. Um, We spent, you know, I think we did a good job with our due diligence. We were very um, intent on positioning the the center um, appropriately to really serve the needs, the students and of the community. So we were very thorough with our preparations. And it is true that we've had um, 
it's not just been since the, the launch of the center that we've had some incredible people and students doing some incredible work. Give our listeners a feel of some of the elements of your program. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the Center for Social Impact, which is housed at the Ross School of Business, our mission is really to prepare and inspire leaders to solve complex social challenges, um, which is a meaty mission. Um, but, you know, the kind of the key way we do this, or one of the key ways we do this, is by bringing together students who have skills, who have a passion for the sector, for the social sector, and for social entrepreneurship, together with organizations who are out there delivering impact every day. And the magic of that happens when students get hands-on experience and skills and organizations get added value through capacity, through talent, through you know, the exposure to new ideas and ways of thinking. That's one key piece. And a lot of our programs that follow that model, some of them are our social impact challenge, which is focused on the city of Detroit. It's sort of like a parts of a case competition and parts of a social innovation challenge merge together. And each year we work with a partner in the city, sometimes more than one partner. We work together with them to help them identify a really pressing issue that they're tackling and then create a case around that and have students form multidisciplinary teams, which is a key requirement of a competition, to address that issue in a, in a competitive fashion. So they're they get the case, they're unleashed uh, for, for the duration of the competition, and they do a great deal of work and come together and then present their concept and their recommendations um, to a panel of content experts and stakeholders in the space. So that would be, I think, an example of how we bring together the students and the organizations and the issues for the betterment of our community. Uh, we also have a board fellowship program, which places students on a nonprofit board for the academic year, and they complete a board level, essentially a board level project, consulting project of sorts um, for the organization. And we've had a very, very um, long, deep partnerships um, with organizations, as well as exciting new partnerships for different nonprofits in the area. So that's, that um, is a legacy program that has actually existed for many years, which is exciting um, to see kind of grow and evolve. and. Uh, but I will say that perennially there's a great deal of interest in that program. And then we also want to incentivize students to go out and pursue social impact internships. So we have um, several different types of programs to support the students through funding as well as kind of mentorship and um, things like that. But one other way that we um, kind of focus on delivering value again for students and the community is through our social entrepreneurship activities. So what kind of students uh, are they undergrad, graduate? Being housed in the Ross School of Business, um, one key group of people that engage with our programs are MBA students, um, but we also have students engaged with us through other graduate programs and that's actually a fundamental component of, um, of our kind of our ethos at the center. Um, is to enable students to engage across disciplines. So we have students from the Ford School of Public Policy, the School of Social Work, the School of Public Health, School of Education, Engineering, 
um, law, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Um, so it's, um, that's a hallmark of, of our offerings are, you know, you're not just going to come and kind of stay in your silo. You're going to engage people um, meaningfully um, who may speak a different kind of language or vocabulary, um, but are interested in these same issues and can bring a different skill set and a different lens. However, we, we do also have programs that are open and available for undergraduate students, and we're looking more and more at how we can provide valuable opportunities for undergraduates as well. Our social impact challenge this year will be for the first time open to all students on campus, and the social impact track of the Michigan Business Challenge, which is our social venture competition, is also open to all students across campus. So that's a very, um, very exciting for us to be able to be thinking about serving a growing base because there's so much interest and demand for these kinds of opportunities. Yeah, I'll say there really is almost a pent up demand very much. for it, I, which is so exciting. On one of the elements of your program, the hands-on skills and the capacity. Could you give us an, like a, an example of elements of your program? One way that students get action-based, kind of the hands-on experience, is through the Social Impact Challenge. In 2014, we partnered with Detroit Future City. One of the issues that they were really focused on tackling at the time, um, and still today, but certainly pressing then, was transportation access and reliability. So they helped develop a case focused on several Detroit neighborhoods, and the goal for the students was to connect the, the residents of these particular communities to employment, education, or, um, or health care. And they could pick if they wanted to address one community and one type of access or multiple. But um, the students themselves then became deeply engaged in, in these issues, in researching the issue, in better understanding what some of these sort of the, the pressures are for the city and being able to provide services, what could be some possible solutions that could help actually improve the access and reliability for those residents and got them completely immersed in, in thinking about and working on what might be a way to innovatively address this issue, mm. whether it's through a new business or through a partnership or through a nonprofit organization, you know, is it something new, something existing? So it really got them deeply immersed in, in the issues themselves. And with the organization, in this case Detroit Future City, that uh, was sort of a, in a convening role to be able to mobilize some efforts in the space. So that would be one example on the social impact challenge side. Do you find any of the students after they start working on a real case, especially one that involves perhaps some politics and, and involves shortages of capital, that do you ever um, see the students coming back and having this realization that, gosh, it's not so simple to solve as it appears on paper very much you know and that it takes a grace for other human beings and what everybody's going through that there has been folks that have perhaps pioneered and gone before and maybe cleared the brush and it took them maybe seven years to get that far to clear the way that this discussion's even on the table it's do so you ever true. find that appreciation when they come out of the program? Yeah, especially with, with um, this example that we're talking about, um, because it gives them such exposure to not only, again, thinking innovatively, but to researching what's been done 
I think it can be very humbling to be faced with how complex these issues are. Um, and we make it real life and complex on purpose, right? We don't take out factors that would make it a little easier to address because the whole point, you know, is to help them develop the skills to be able to think about um, solutions. But it is, I think, a humbling experience um, as steeped in the, the issues um, as they are because they see how much work it takes to just get what might seem like a modest amount of, of um, you know, maybe impact achieved. Um, so I think it can be it can be daunting, but then we hope the idea is that by building your your skills, getting experience, you become more equipped um, to right. tackle to tackle them. I remember being really humbled early on, uh, maybe about six or seven years ago, when we I was starting to get this kind of library of of things that were working, strategies that were working in multiple places, and then really coming to the realization that what works beautifully in Chicago might not work in Detroit because of cultural issues. So what works in Amman, Jordan doesn't work in India. And yet looking for the common themes, but respecting the local culture, yeah. you could have the most brilliant thought out strategy with the most amazing brain power behind it and think you've thought through everything and you go to place it on the street and it doesn't fit culturally. It's so like... <laughs> so true. Catherine says the Center for Social Impact is also very focused on helping University of Michigan students reach their social enterprise goals. We really see our role as um, kind of that, that two pieces together. How can we spark and support social entrepreneurs here on campus, but then this is part of a larger ecosystem, and how can we advance that ecosystem? And in thinking about support of social entrepreneurship on campus, one of the most exciting things that we've done that gets people really in the driver's seat um, in an action-based sort of sense is pilot a uh, social venture competition. So we did this in partnership with two other institutes here at Ross, the Zaluri Institute and the Herb Institute. And this competition is done as part of a broader competition called the Michigan Business Challenge. We thought it would be a fantastic opportunity for us to not only build out a specific um, track uh, and specific kind of sub-competition, but to also link that up with a bigger competition because there's this educational component too, right? We want to be able to support people who are maybe diehards, who know about social entrepreneurship, and are very passionate, but we also want to expose and educate people who are maybe thinking just about the entrepreneurship piece to be able to have some awareness of, hmm, what if I tried to approach this, you know, this problem that I've identified from a more social entrepreneurial lens? What might that look like? How could I integrate some of those things into my, my business and into my business model? The, the goal of the competition is to support and inspire you know, businesses that have a social and environmental um, mission and to raise their profile, give them the tools that they need, the resources they need, and of course, financial support. Um, so it's a $15,000 prize. Oh, nice. Yeah, we were excited, you know, for year one, that's pretty good. And because students can compete in both the social impact track as well as the traditional Michigan Business Challenge competition, theoretically, a business could actually win up to $35,000 if they were competitive in both. Hmm. 
Now, is that broader, the larger one, the Michigan Business Challenge, is that a U of M program or is that a state program? Um, it's housed at Ross and it is a U of M program. Okay. Yeah, so that's open to all students across campus. Oh, okay. Um, so not, not just business students, but it is um, campus-focused. Okay. So University of Michigan okay. campus. Um, and in you know thinking about what we were hoping to see in, in the businesses um, that participate, we prioritize businesses that address really systemic kind of root cause change, um, businesses that are prioritizing underserved populations, um, and we really want to see businesses that have their social mission embedded in their business model. So those are some of the things that we're, we're looking, to, um, looking to see from the student businesses. And this year, the award went to an incredible uh, venture called Blueprints for Pangea. Um, Blueprints for Pangea? Blueprints for Pangea. And they are a social venture that uh, was started by undergraduate students. So very, I mean, just humbling, um, humbling to see. Their mission is to save and improve lives by engaging undergraduate students um, in recovering and routing unused medical supplies from U.S. hospitals to nonprofit organizations that then ship them overseas. Wow. Um, so they identified an incredible issue around um, medical waste that is still, um, a lot of it is still very, very usable. It's just it's, you know, for various regulations, um, there's this supply of, if you will, of medical waste. And they have uh, a chapter-based model where undergraduate students come together, form a chapter on campus, um, and, and they kind of harness that, that volunteer kind of workforce to collect and intake all of the supplies and then to route them to the nonprofit organizations. Wow, that's um, powerful. I think both you and I have done international work. We could... I can immediately see the benefit. Yeah, there's of such that. a need. Yeah, and and it's um, connecting, you know, with an existing supply chain. I think which is very very smart. Uh -huh. um, and it's a lean model, and um, but they really have the ability to scale. Um, so their goal is to be, you know, across the country and um, universities across the country. Now, what kind of legal structure did they pick? Or so they picked a nonprofit legal structure. Okay. Um, so they are a nonprofit business. Okay. Currently. Currently. So okay. They were they were definitely debating that um, <laughs> heavily. Thanks to Katherine Johnson of the Center for Social Impact at the U of M Ross School of Business. The Bonfires of Social Enterprise podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, listened to on TuneIn. And select episodes are now available via PRX.org or the Public Radio Exchange, which is an award-winning public media company. For more information and to directly download episodes on your desktop, please visit bonfiresofsocialenterprise.com and find us on Twitter at Bonfires Podcast and Facebook, Bonfires of Social Enterprise. If you have time, please fill out the survey that we have on the website. It'll help us do what all social enterprises need to do, which is gather data from our listeners so that we can be better servants. I'm Rami, and I want to personally thank you for listening and sharing. Music by Dan Castle and Thomas Rojo. Portions of this podcast have been provided by Rami Jingress copywritten 2015 Jingress Global LLC and are disseminated by Flatlands Avenue Productions by exclusive arrangement with Jingress Global LLC.